finale dinsdagavond. Het weer op veel plaatsen nog mist. Die lost in de loop van de ochtend op. Verder vandaag veel zon. Vanmiddag ook wat wolkenvelden. Het blijft droog. 21 tot 25 graden. Dit was het NOS Journaal. Op zoek naar de beste sportprijzen? Ga naar de Kruissportprijzenzaak aan de Johan Huizinggelaan 82 in Amsterdam. Ze hebben een grote collectie bedrijfenwoord met uw eigen tekst en logo, maar ook graveringen en bedrukkingen op allerlei voorwerpen. De Kruissportprijzen geeft al 35 jaar vakkundig advies een snelle levering tegen concurrerende prijzen. Voor meer informatie kijk op amsterdamsportprijzen.nl of bel 020 615 2003. De beste sportprijzen vind je bij de Kruifsportprijzen. Je luistert naar de finale dinsdagavond. 24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Op salto.nl en 105.2 FM in de Ether. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Ninja. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 6 8460655 that's 0684606550 voice of ninja your place to advertise
morning to you. Good morning, all our fans. Good morning to you. This is coming to you on the waves of radio voice of Niger. My name is Apostle Helen Dokino. Of course, I'm here with Apostle Barry Dokino too. We say a very good and beautiful morning to you. As you know, this is our inspirational, inspirational gospel time when we bring the music and bring the word of God to you. So continue to listen. Shortly, Apostle Larry will be bringing the prayer and the Bible reading to you. Transmitting this hour on 103.8 cable and 105.28. You can as well get us, uh, as you know, through the internet. Just tune in and feel free to call us on the studio line as well.
means God is good. Good morning to you. In case you're just joining us, this is Apostle Larry Duncan. Radio Voice of Niger transmitting right now on the airwaves early announced to you. It's a joy to be with you again. Let's begin with a word of prayer. And Father, we thank you for a glorious day, a glorious in a moment in life. Thank you that we can call upon you, commit ourselves, our lives, our homes, family members, and everything precious unto you, even our worries and our sorrows. We ask, O oh God, that you will lead and guide us and, and fulfill your good purposes in our lives. As we reach out this morning through this medium, touch lives as you will, O oh God. Help people and let counsel flow and let wisdom flow. Let help flow all who are going to be listening. Above all, let your blessings touch every life that is receiving this transmission right now. Once again, we lift up prayer for our nation and for all people, especially those suffering from this horrible pandemic. We pray victory and we pray that the power of God will, will break this pandemic and bring relief to everyone. Take it away from our, our life, from our world, in Jesus' name. Continue to protect this land, of God, from the surge of this coronavirus cases. Help us all, O oh God, for you are the one who heals all our diseases. Thank you, Father, you've heard us, in Jesus' name. Sanctuary praise. And very shortly, we bring it to you the scripture for today, and that will be followed by half minutes past, 30 minutes past the hour, by the miracles of Jesus, and a citational word to be presented by Apostle Helen Ruth Duncan.
Church, I'd like, like to present to you the miracles. Um, beg your pardon, the scripture reading for today. That was a slip of tongue. It's taken from the eighth psalm of the Bible. The psalm of David. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Whose has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sacklets thou hast ordained strength because of thy enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the parts of the seas. Our Lord, how majestic, how excellent is the name in all the earth. Amen.
like I told you, it's time for the Word of God, the miracles of Jesus. Welcome to the moment. that you have tuned in to listen to the word of God from every any part of the world where you are in right now. I don't take it lightly at all that we are in partnership. And I'm asking that the Lord God Almighty will visit you. May he do to you what you are not able to do for yourself. May he give unto you what you cannot give to yourself. Even though the month is about to end, let the Lord give you a divine accomplishment. That which you are supposed to bring forth in this ninth month in the Gregorian calendar, may Jehovah help you to bring it out. May nothing prevent you from bringing out that which will make you happy in the mighty name of Jesus. As I started last week on this topic, which the Lord gave to me, divine accomplishment, I want to continue with the same scripture, which is from the book of Luke chapter 5, 
And please turn to Luke chapter 5 and let's read from verse 1 through 11. He says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon, as we said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night, and we have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. When they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ship, so that they began to sink. Huh. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knee, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with the Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not from henceforth, thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to the land, they forsook all, and they followed him. This ends the reading of the word. <laughs> it's so wonderful how the whole situation turned back. And that which was their original plan, they set out to go and fish. And they were to catch fishes because they were professionals. That was their original plan. Something went wrong somehow. But do you see how, within the twinkle of an eye, there was a divine accomplishment? That which was the original plan was eventually accomplished. What am I saying to you, somebody who have just tuned in? You see, it doesn't matter how the world is trying to end, and it's ending as if that which the Lord has spoken to you will not come to pass. It's ending as if you are now getting late to receiving what God has in stock for you. Your agenda, what you have planned to achieve for yourself, it's like it is over-delayed and others have overtaken you and it's like it's, it's empty. You are thinking now that you've told for nothing. I'm here to jack you up. Don't throw in the towel. God is at the corner. The next miracle is yours. You are the next in the line. You are going to receive something in the next 24 hours. I say God will remember you. I say Jehovah will remember you. You will not labor in vain. Your divine accomplishment, that which will give you honor, that which will make people know that God is with you, is on the way. You will surely receive it. Somebody is going to call you and give you news 
of that which you are expecting. And, and you know, they, in the places where they have said no to you before, they're going to say yes. Something is moving something for you. And it is moving it for a good cause, not forever. It's coming to you. You will surely, surely receive it. Only be still and fear not. Let me continue by telling you a story which I had, and I want to borrow this story from Joel Austin. Joel Austin made a story, uh, and that really made me laugh, so I want to share it. I'm going to adapt it, though it's not exactly how he spoke it, but I'm, I will adapt it to suit myself. He said that a certain woman died, and then the lady was taken to uh, where he's, she's supposed to be, maybe heaven. So when she got there, she saw uh, St. Peter. And then St. Peter uh, was just, you know, looking at her and said, well, before you come in, lady, we need you to spell a word. And then the lady looked at St. Peter and said, what do I spell? St. Peter said, just spell a word. And then she said, well, since you want me to spell a word, I'm going to spell love, L-O-V-E. And then Peter said, you are really on point. Come in and welcome to this place. So as she entered, then said, Peter said, you know what? You see how I received you? You're going to do the same to any other person who will enter here. Perchance somebody comes because I will go to the WC and I'll to the restroom. I will go to use the restroom. In case somebody enters, do exactly what I told you because it's easy to walk here. So the lady said, what exactly would I do? St. Peter said, exactly how I received you. What did I ask you to spell? You chose a word of your own. Make sure you allow the person to choose a word of his own. If he gets it correctly, welcome him with joy. But if he doesn't, he will just keep standing. So, St. Peter departed to go and ease himself. While the lady assumed the position of St. Peter, sat there, and no sooner was she sitting, she looked up. Behold, her ex-husband, whoops, arrived. I said, that he just had a heart attack. And by the time he was opening his eyes, look, he just standing here. And he asked the lady, do you think I've died? The lady said, well, I do not know. And he asked the lady, is this heaven? The lady said, well, very soon you'll find out where you are because I can't answer you. Now this one was becoming, this woman was being naughty to the man who had just arrived. And this, this woman was relating to this ex husband with pain and with grief because she has refused to let go. And then the next thing, this lady asked the ex-husband, he said, you know what? The man said, why are you still allowing me hanging out here? Would you not let me come in at least, at least because I'm shivering? Then, then, then the lady said, I can't allow you. You need still to do uh, answer some few questions before you come in. So the man said, well, go on and ask the question. So the lady said, you need to spell a word. But in this case, I will choose what you will spell. Ah, the, the man said, spelling a word. He said, yes, okay, go on. If you, if you get it right in a second, you will be allowed in. Because you don't need to waste more than a second to spell this very word. 
And then the lady, the man said, go on and, you know, release the word. And the lady says, I give you one minute, one second to spell shake like a bango The man opened his eyes. I said, what? He said, did you not hear me? Either you spell shake like a bango or you spell the second word and and you have half a minute, half a second now. He said, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> you know, that was how he told this guy out of heaven. And, and then the man could not spell, the man could not spell this. What I'm trying to say is this. You see, within this woman, you could see the manifestation of pain. You could see the manifestation of, you know, negativity. It's like something happened on the way that was not profitable for him, uh, for her. And that's why she used up the opportunity she had to not trap that man who maybe must have hurt her feelings. That's what many of us do every time. The Bible told us that Peter and uh, James and John, they went to the source of Zebedee. They went to do fishing. And uh, unfortunately, these were professionals. These were people who knew the landscape of the sea. They know everything about fishery. It is their profession. They are masters in knowing when and how fishes come and the exact time to catch them. But the Bible said in this very day, they had done all they could and they could catch nothing. So in their heart, they regarded it that they had toiled for nothing. Now, these were married people. They left their families. And I believe because they were known, they were well known for their business. People may have placed some order to say, so-so date, get me some fishes. I'm going to host maybe 200 people in my party. I'm trusting you for my fishes. So here they are now about to disappoint those who will come and buy in wholesale and those who will come and buy in retail. So the shame, and at the same time, they were going to go and face their wives empty-handed. You know what it means for a man to go to toil and he comes back at the end of the month without salary. You know what it takes for a man to be able to lift up his face and look at their wife and say, honey, there's no money for today. We don't have, I don't have any chop money for you. Those of you in Africa, you call it chop money. You don't have any chop money for, 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 for you for, uh, for, for, for this day. You, you, you know how hard it could be? Those of you who will present so many lists and tell the man, go and buy benzene, go and buy the fuel, go and buy, pay the, pay the rent, go and, go and pay the school fees, go and get a gas for the cylinder, it's empty. Go and get this and go and get that. Get in domain for the kids. You give all your inner exhaustible list and the man goes on thinking that he is going to get some money to be able to satisfy these days and to come back empty without any of those items. I think any woman who is a, this would get a reversal anointing, tie, take off the tie, scale, the scarf and tie it on the waist and say, today you could kill me. How can he be? And you call the man the names he knows of himself and the ones he doesn't know because he could not afford to take care of the family. That was the situation of Peter and the situation of the other men who may have left the, whatever they ought to do for the whole night and could not catch anything. 
So the, you could see that the negative around them was very, very obvious because they told Jesus, they said, we have told the whole night and we caught nothing. In other words, catching nothing means we are empty. It means it means we are in the negative. We are on red now. We are on red. You see, we cannot, we were not able to, 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 to make it. So my question to you is how do you handle your negative times? The times that things could not work out for you. A lot of us are going through issues in our life. It appears it is taking us too long for us to get a response from the throne of God. Peter and others, though they were experts, have told the whole night and they caught nothing. They caught nothing is like anything that puts a stigma to your energy. Anything that makes you, you are in minus. That's what it means. To cut nothing is like anything that makes you a misfit in the community of, 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 of your relevance. You know, that is what to catch nothing means. It means anything that isolates you and, and, and tries to, 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 to put you in a state of, in a state of you know, isolation because you are not able to, 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 to feed for your family. It's like borrowing a word in these days. It takes you and puts you in isolation, like quarantines you. Because when a man cannot take care, you see they feel isolated. When a man cannot take care of the family, they feel odd. When a man cannot take care of his responsibilities, he doesn't need the pressure from the woman to talk more because he's already feeling it. He quarantines himself. He doesn't come out and be excited as he used to, you know? So anything that makes you to feel that way is like catching nothing. Do you understand me? And when you go to the dictionary world of those sort of people. I believe the only word that will, that will come out from their mouth is, oh, how long? Oh, God, how long? And that is the issue many of you who are listening to me, you are facing. You seem as if you are in captivity. You seem as if you are empty. You've gotten to a place where you don't know what next to do. And your whole prayer life is just, oh, Lord, how long? How long? You've joined like, the, the, the rest of the the, 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 you know, the writers the Bible, like the Psalmist, like Isaiah, like Isaiah, like John, who, who, who were asking God, How long, oh Lord? How long, oh Lord? In Psalm 6, verse 3, the Bible says, How long my soul is vexed, oh Lord? How long? In Psalm 13, verse 1, the Bible says, How long, how long, how long will thou forget me? These are people who feel that their lives have become negative. In Psalm 35, verse 17, he said, Oh Lord, how long will thou look unto me? You know, some people, they have made this sort of prayer, their prayer asking God how long, how long, how long, how long, how long. Maybe that is the situation you are in now because the negative is more obvious than the than the pluses. The negative is more obvious than, than the success. I want you not to hold to that negativity. Relax and you will see what God is going to do for you. He says in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, Call upon me in the time of trouble, and I will show you greater, I will answer you and show you greater and mightier things that you knowest not. There are still depths 
that God want to take you, heights that God want to take you, which thou knowest not about. And meanwhile, the devil is trying to make it seem as if God has forgotten you. Let me assure you this morning, God will be the last to forget his very own. The Bible says in Psalm 91 verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will deliver him and honor him. I will deliver. This is God saying to the righteous, you will call upon him and he will answer you and he will answer you and deliver you and honor you. Honor is coming your way, not disgrace. God is coming to deliver you. You are, you are not going to be stuck in that negativity. Something good will happen to you. Do you hear me somebody? Say, I hear you. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 62, and he says, Thou hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. God is committed to answering our prayer. It doesn't matter how small that prayer may be. If you will open up your mouth and you talk to God about your situation and you stop dwelling in the negativity, God will choose to answer you. But when you dwell in the emptiness, just like they say, we have toiled for the whole night, but nevertheless at your word. Let that be what you are telling God. That you're not going to throw in that towel in that relationship that is going sour. You're not going to throw in the towel in that child that have refused to behave well. You're not going to throw in the towel in that business that they have defrauded you. You are not going to throw in the towel. God is still in the corner. Sometimes many of us we don't see, we don't sense success anymore in the things that we are doing, and then we fill our heart. We gadget it with pain and bitterness. We gadget it with jealousy. We try as much as we can, no more to be happy. And every person we see, we just show the face of a, a lemon, a lemon. You know, no joy. No, Monday to Monday, there's no joy on your face. You don't even smile. You shrink your face. You. That's why some of you are beginning to look more old, older than your age, because the moment, the, the time you take to shrink your face, you cannot smile. And many muscles are involved when you shrink your face and you don't want to smile. So you see your mates, you begin to look three times older than them. Why? Because you've refused the period of negativity to pass. You hang on onto it. Into that relationship that couldn't work, you are hanging on to it with pain and bitterness. If the guy could not marry you or you couldn't marry the girl, it means uh, that that is not for you. Even if you succeed to want to marry and you force yourself, that will be a second chance. That will be, that will be, that wouldn't be the, the first option for you. That's not what God has for you as a first option. Do you understand? If you could not get that job and somebody else have gotten the job, that doesn't mean that the person is better than you. It only means that your opportunity or the right job for you has not yet come. So you don't need to shrink yourself and have an attitude and put up a hurting face and make it seem as if the whole world has finished. No, 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 no. Be cheerful. Answer people responsibly. Peter said, oh, master, you don't even know. It is good that you you want us to launch out deeper, but we have toiled for the whole night and we caught nothing. Am I reaching you somebody? Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Your case may be like that of Peter and the rest of them, but don't throw in the towel because weeping may have endured for the whole night but joy is coming I said joy is coming joy is coming
coming this morning. God is bringing joy into your way. Oh, oh, I feel just like preaching. I am just very excited because I think there are so many who are like Peter and not, 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 not those who will show me in the face of Israel. Anytime you, you get those who are too negative and you ask them to say good morning, they will tell me that their cat died, their dog died, coronavirus killed their neighbor, it killed their distance. All of you know, they have nothing good to offer. But I am here to encourage those who want to see positive in what they are doing. Hallelujah. So eventually, they, 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 they obey the voice of God and they cast their net. And the Bible said they caught fishes. They caught to the point that the miracle was so big. They caught fish to the point that their boat began to sink. They had to beg on people on the other side. They said, please come and help us. Those, their neighbors came and they failed their ship. So eventually, the two ships were all filled with real tilapia fishes and, and the good lady fishes that they could not believe. That which they set up, which was the original mission had been accomplished at the later time of their year. Am I wishing you somebody? You see, they may not have accomplished at the time they wanted, but they still accomplished it. I say your divine accomplishment is just at the door. It doesn't matter who have outrun you, you will still get that which is yours. One thing I know for sure, nobody will take that which belongs to you. You see anything that God has written your name on it, it is for you. Anything he has written the name of your family, nobody, nobody, nobody. One thing good about God is that nobody goes up to heaven and to, to corrupt him and say, God, you know why you should not bless this person because these are the reasons. Even when they say it, their prayer will just hit the floor, hit the roof and get down. God doesn't listen to such criticisms. He judges us based on what we ourselves have done. So at the command of the Lord, the Bible said they, they, they cast the net and they caught the fishes. And their joy was so much. Mm, their joy was so, they could not believe that, 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 that within a twinkle of an eye, that they could catch more than what they have never caught before. Somebody, I see you rejoicing. Somebody, I see you dancing. I see you being celebrated. God is going to do it for you. Where you, where they thought your enemies, uh, they thought that you have finished uh, and they thought you are rich enough and they, they thought you never do well. They don't know that God hid you for a moment only to resurface to make you what originally intends you to be. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a powerful God we serve. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. If he did not fail Peter, he will not fail you. Say, God will not fail me. Come on, say it like you, you mean it. So, you know, I'm just rushing this open because I'm gonna, I just want to end it up. So, you see, after they have caught that, they now say realize that they cannot. The satisfaction they needed wasn't now in species which they were just fishing. Now they needed something more. They decided that, 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 that Jesus said to them, Jesus said to Peter, you know, Peter, are you satisfied? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But somehow, Jesus said to him, you see, this is what you have chosen for yourself. But I have something better for you. You will no more be throwing this net and catching fishes. You have to follow me, Peter. When you follow me, I will give you a new heart. I will give you a heart that will make 
I want you to do. You follow me, Peter, and I will make you fishers of men. Do you see that? I will make you fishers of men. <laughs> not, not a fisherman. <laughs> fishers, fishers of men. That means you've been chasing fishes before, but now I will make you a man that goes after fishing men. Because I'm interested in those who are wounded. I'm interested in those who are isolated. Those who do not have capacity to save themselves. I came down from heaven to die on the cross of Calvary to save people like that. But I need somebody to help me. I need I need you, Peter. You're not going to be catching fishes and only putting it in your stomach. You are not going to catch up men. You know, I make you fishers of men. Some of you dwell in the areas you have fell. You dwell so much in your profession, in your career. You dwell so much over there. When God wants to give you a higher calling, when God wants to make you something bigger and greater than what you've ever known. You just want to remain in the vicinity of your known. But God is saying, you know what? You've tested this career. It's good enough. You're a professional here, but I'm taking you to a higher dimension. I want to take you to a deeper calling. I want to take you to what myself want to make you. Because what you chose as your profession is what you want, but that is not my original plan for you. My original plan is that you're going to become vicious of men. Ah, I'm giving you a new profession. You, you may not know how to do it. I'm the one who's going to train you. Yes, yes, yes. I, the Lord, will train you if only you follow me. And that's what God is saying to some of us now. I don't know whether you're going to say yes or you're going to say no. But I command you to say yes. It doesn't matter what you've read. And God is calling you and telling you that you need to follow him. You see, sometimes when the calling of God is upon you, you may not understand everything which he is saying. When the calling of God is upon you, the, the, the job is given to you may not be the type you want to do, but when the calling is there, he is ready to train you. He is ready to move along with you. He is ready to teach you how to do it. It is not by your might. It's not by your power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. God is saying to somebody, follow me. This is where I'm going to stop today, and I know that you will obey him. You will follow him, and then would you become fishers of men.
we're just getting you ready uh, for the next program. You're listening to Oriental Brothers, a human. Well, my wife tells me a human means favor. Very influential, very dynamic, and um, 
the pricey young man. Welcome, uh, Joachim. Thank you. Good morning, listeners. My pleasure to be here. Yes. So, and we're expecting one more uh, panelist to join us. Hopefully, uh, he will make it in time. The traffic is heavy this morning because of the weather. All right. So, I would like to start by by asking a question. Um, what would you consider to be a reasonable definition of? Wealth. What do? You, what would you say? Wealth is. Can we do that in just a minute or less? Yeah. Um, wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Wealth can be defined literally as a, an abundance of material possession mm-hmm. of tangible and intangible goods and services. I like that. But uh, in economic terms, I like to define it in economic terms. I choose to define wealth as the total stocks. As a what? Total stocks or assets mm-hmm. of an individual mm-hmm. which creates value for the owner. Mm-hmm. The yes. value here represents the market price of the stock or asset, mm-hmm. which in turn is a function of the person's investment, mm-hmm. financing, or and profit decision. Mm-hmm. That, I believe, sounds too complicated for our listeners. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, As a economic definition. When we are talking about uh, wealth, I yeah. shouldn't discuss it uh, literally as um, just... A layman. Uh, layman. It should be in economic terms. What is the value? The value creation of that word. Uh-huh. You have to understand what it is. Well, yeah? our listeners are laymen, so they're not economists. Thank you very much. It's okay. It's an abundance of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> possession of material. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, Joker, you want to add to what he said or give another? Yes, mine is similar to ease. Uh-huh. And, uh, thank you, Chief, for that explicit. It, uh, mm-hmm. uh, definition. Uh, definition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine is clear, which says, uh, where is the abundance of valuable resources or material possession? Mm-hmm. He said the word, the word word is derived from the old English word well, mm-hmm. which is from an Indo-European word stem. Mm-hmm. An individual, community, region, or country that possesses an abundance of such possession resources is known as wealthy. Yeah. Mm. What's the word again? The, the original word is what? From the English word is called well, well which is hard uh, yeah. Uh, that is, uh, you take off the, the last TH. The last TH. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Really? And uh, that was mm. from the Indo-European word, which is STEM. I see. Yes. Super. Wow. Awesome. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Okay, so would you, would you say, uh, by the way, listeners, uh, we want you to be a part of this discussion. Give us a call on 023-027-371619 if you have an input to make a remark or a question to our panelists this morning. You and me, we are migrants. We are outside of our home countries and people have expectations upon us and they, you know, they think we have travel so we're going to create wealth. We're going to bring money home. We're going to do great things. And yeah, we are confronted with all kinds of challenges. Now, we want to assess our chances at making this wealth because by definition, we're supposed to be better off than, um, than where we're coming from. So we want to really assess these things and see how, uh, how we stand a chance of creating this wealth which is expected of us. That is what the discussion today is all about. Now, do you believe, gentlemen, that, uh, that wealth is a class thing or it is something everyone can, can do or can create? And let me, let me throw this to Joachim. Yes. So, hi. 
Yes. I think your question is in order, and uh, it is clear for us to uh, uh, understand it that wealth is not a class thing. It's not a class thing. It's not a class. So wealth doesn't belong to a particular class of people. You cannot say, oh, these people. I was in India some some years back, and we found out there are classes. You know, they have this caste system. Yeah. And some people are, are are born poor and they remain poor. Some people are born rich and they remain rich. So you are saying wealth is not a class thing. It's not a class thing, but similarly, it seems to be a class thing. Uh -huh. And uh, like you said, you say, does it come by dint of hard work? Mm -hmm. Of course it does. It does play a role. It, it does and, play a role. And, uh, yeah, is, it a, is it one of the main de determinants of, 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 of wealthiness? Yes, I think it is the main determinant of wealthiness. Okay. In respect of your race, your creed, uh -huh. if uh, you can hard, you do hard work, mm -hmm. you can work hard, and you, you do smart work, uh -huh. there is no way the laws of wealth will not favor you. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is clear to say that uh, when we say wealth, most things, most times what we think is that when you are filled with material resources, that's when you are wealthy. Mm -hmm. But actually, in the recent... Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes. Um, that's Grace here. Oh, God bless you, my dear. Hi. I want to tell you a little, or just draw attention to this. If we say wealth, I think we also shouldn't think of only the possession, but investing in ourselves and our kids. Yes. But not only the material thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. wealth can be knowledge. Yes. And this is what um, we normally ignore. And then go for the material things only. Yeah. But I think we also need to consider West as improving on yourself mm -hmm. and having knowledge. Right. Thank you. Very good one. Thank you very much, my dear. Bless you. Okay. Yes, what in continuation, I just want to say thank you, uh, Bridget. Mm -hmm. She clearly yeah, hit the point. Grace, yeah. she hit the point I was about to make. Uh, in the words of uh, David uh, Theora, he said something. He said, wealth is the ability to fully experience life. Uh -huh. When you are wealthy, when you are wealthy, when you are healthy, we yeah. can say you are wealthy. You're wealthy. So it does not connote only All material, material possessions. possessions. Yeah. So when you are when you are when you are wise and you are living life to the fullest in your calling in mm -hmm. your feet, mm -hmm. we can consider you wise. We can consider you wealthy. Wealthy. Yeah. So let's not uh, 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 put it to mean that it's your only your material possessions. Of material. That is what makes you wealthy. Yes. Yeah. One of you mentioned earlier when you're defining it's, a, it's, a, it's the abundance of material and immaterial possessions. Yeah, that's tangible and intangible. Tangible, yeah. yeah. I think that's the more, uh, you know, all-encompassing all, all, all uh, definition. So which includes what uh, Sister Grace just said. The, the knowledge, the knowledge uh -huh. assets. Yeah. But we, we cannot deny the fact that, uh, where, you know, when you have the material, you have the wherewithal to be able to deal with issues here on this you know in this material world uh you can pay your bills you can you can you can run your life you can be a help to other people uh how, can we do we have to downplay the the fact that the material having the material resources uh you know it's important i mean do, do we do we downplay that do we do we say it's not as 
crucial as having both the, oh, I mean, having both material and material. Having material possession is also very important. Uh-huh. But well, there's one thing about having material yeah. possession. It's not only having something with you, because uh-huh. there should be a way to sustain that material thing. Yeah. Uh, that is creating value, adding value. Mm-hmm. By doing things that we bring in, generate another fund. If, because if you have today mm-hmm. and you don't sustain it, you will lose everything. Yes. So it's not about everything. You, you, I can give you an example of uh, those who inherited a lot of property from their parents. Yes. And because uh, they did not pay for it, yes. they will just eat the money. Within a year two, they, 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 lost gone, everything. they lose everything. Yes. Will you call that person a wealthy man? It's no more wealthy. No. So the word is the, like what the, the, the lady said, the lady said uh-huh. is about the knowledge. Uh-huh. The knowledge asset is very important yes. because if you don't have that knowledge, you cannot even sustain what you have. And the sustenance is very important. It's creating value, mm-hmm. making things to happen. Yeah, so... I like that. You've uh, a very, very good point. Uh, Joaquin, you want to ask something to what you said? Yeah, what is just said is it's, uh, it's, it's, it's right on the point. Right on. It's not about uh, uh, word creation. We talk, you say what, what uh, your question to him was, mm-hmm. do we downplay the yeah. part of having this material, material possession? Mm-hmm. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. Material mm-hmm. possessions mm-hmm. are the fruits mm-hmm. of which is the knowledge, basic know-how on how to create it. Yeah. So what is more important is that basic knowledge, the, the, the ability to know how to create this world. Yes. And the focus must not just be alone on a material possession. Yeah. You know it's very important mm-hmm. in the world we live in. It's what makes the world go around. Yeah. But also, yes. in other areas, uh-huh. health-wise, so, family-wise, mm-hmm. or you should be healthy all around. So, so people who have the wealth or who can create it have a knowledge on how to do it and also how to maintain it. That's what you're saying. Yes. Which is very important. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, before we... Let's take this call and then we'll get on to the next question. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Original. Original. Go ahead, sir. I'm, I'm enjoying the, the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they define uh, wealth. So, uh, do we say somebody who is blessed is also wealthy? I want to know the relationship between a blessed person and a wealthy person. Okay. What's the difference between a blessed person and a wealthy person? Thank you, sir. If I have to go first, I think uh, what we must understand, we said mm-hmm. wealth is yeah. a compound thing. Being blessed is a component of being wealthy. Yeah. It's, it's being healthy is a component of being wealthy. It's part of it. Uh-huh. So they are part of and parcel of the same thing. So what we want to emphasize here is that mm-hmm. it's important for you to be wealthy all around. All around. You are blessed, you uh-huh. are healthy, uh-huh. you have a, a, a good family, yeah. uh, you are successful in your field. Uh-huh. You are generally happy. Like I, I quoted the, the, the David Tiora before, he said, wealth is the ability to fully experience life. life. Yeah. So so in that case, how do we distinguish a, a blessed person? Being blessed is, is, is having a other things in addition to blessings that was having wealth and other other things yes i try to i try to say that mm. being blessed is yes. a component is part of being wealthy all right so okay. that's my question we'll, we'll take that for now yeah. <laughs> now the next question is um, um is academic education a necessary prerequisite for personal wealth creation or is it simply a ploy to turn 
other people into well creating machines because I know for a fact, you know, I you know I did uh, my MBA some years back. Um, you know, you realize that the focus of the training was to create managers to manage businesses, companies. Of course, some people had the liberty to start their own companies, but you were given tools and skills. But basically, people were focused, sometimes geared towards, you know, some of these, uh, uh, you know, large companies, some of these multinational companies. You get the point. So, my question is, education in general, is it a necessary prerequisite to being able to create wealth? Or it is just a design to, to, to turn people, other people into wealth creating machines. They create wealth for other people because there are people who, who are not educated, who don't have whatever it takes, but they control a lot of wealth. So can you please help me understand this thing, this paradox here? Yes, um, I would say that education yeah. is, uh, is very necessary. Uh-huh. Education is very necessary because with uh, education, what we are talking now is that you have to generate uh-huh. more wealth. Like I said before, you have to sustain that wealth. Uh-huh. And uh, if you don't have knowledge of how to, to, to diversify and go into different phases to sustain that, that what you have, yes. we lose them. Uh-huh. So, uh, and what you said about um, maybe somebody who is not educated, uh-huh. owning property and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. Yes, you, you use uh, those who have the knowledge mm-hmm. as managers who can now run it, run into other, they run mm-hmm. business for another person. Yeah. It's a shareholder. Mm-hmm. Yeah? The, the, the original owner yeah. is a shareholder of that company. Uh-huh. Yeah, In multinationals, they, you don't see the original owners in the business. No, no. They, they employ managers to manage the property for them. Right. So the managers have to diversify, go into new things, new businesses that can create wealth. Mm. They have to see the future. They have to know what is going on. So where the education is very important is that those people they employ must be educated. Because if they are not, they may not be able to sustain it. Mm. So education is very Important if you want to sustain that uh, business, that empire, business empire. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that is the area I'm going. Yeah, okay, like, okay. Let me come yeah, short yes, your take on that. In addition uh, to yeah. what Chief has just said, uh, from the perspective we're addressing this issue from, it's clear that you are trying to find out uh-huh. uh, uh, what the role of education, education uh, with respect to your experience as an MBA student. Well, not in my experience. Okay, yeah. but yeah, I want to make this point clear. We are aware that our educational system, worldwide as it is, when it comes to wealth creation, mm-hmm. success yeah. has its shortcomings. Yeah, just coming. So most times, people are educated to work for others uh-huh. instead of starting up on your own. Uh-huh. Because we don't train people to become entrepreneurs. We train them to work for other people. Work for other people. Good, you've caught yeah, the point I want yeah, to make. So that, that, that is clear. Uh-huh. And also, in addition to that, it's also, it's, yeah, it's also clear for us to understand that you can be wealthy mm-hmm. even with your 
common sense or what we call yeah. the sixth sense. You can, sense. You, can, you can get well the best. Uh-huh. The educational aspect to it is that it mm-hmm. gives that extra edge. Mm-hmm. Refining because the world, yeah, yeah, the world we are in today yes. is a world that is dynamic uh-huh. and change. Change yes. is just the only constant thing. So when you are educated, it gives you that extra edge to you know chart new courses and new frontiers. So um, give or take, you might say I don't want to get educated, but my advice is you can take courses to to do what you are doing mm-hmm. better. We are supercharged in means of creating words. Yes. So education is good, helpful, it's important in important. creating and maintaining wealth. It is. It is it important. Is. Okay. Um, but do you think some types of education only create or turn people into, let's say, perpetual? money-making machines of course it does uh, uh, for instance if you are if you if you went to uh, a school to read uh, uh-huh. for example uh, with due respect yes. theology for instance yeah nobody's expecting you to do as well as somebody that went to went to a business school. to go and earn an MBA and want to supercharge the business so uh-huh. there are some education my answer to the question is that mm-hmm. there are some level of education you have to get involved in that we enhance your ability okay. To create wealth. Wow. Yeah. All right. Now, the my next question. Um, I migrants in the diaspora better positioned to create wealth than uh, their home base counterparts. Are we? Can we conclude, or do we have any reason to believe that those who are outside of their home countries, maybe they are coming from a third world country to a the first world country or developed country, do we say that those who have made that transition are better positioned to create wealth than those who are back home? Chief, yeah, I see you shaking your head. So no, say, no, 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 no. <laughs> why? No. <laughs> why, why, why no? Yeah, um, it depends on the what we are doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, most people, let me tell you, some people even made mistakes mistake traveling outside the borders of their country. Really? Yeah, because like in Nigeria, uh-huh. there's uh, abundant resources uh-huh. that you can use to generate. But why do we have a lot of poverty too? Yeah, um, that is what we are discussing here. Sometimes um, the education, uh-huh. maybe some people do not know exactly what to go into. Yeah. Because first you have to define what you want. Mm-hmm. When you understand what you want, then you see how you can move to it. But and you know then, what, let me interject here. Uh, gentlemen, I want you to pay attention. We in Africa have a lot of resources. Yeah. We are we are blessed yeah. with resources. Natural resources. Human resources. Yeah. And yet, we are classified as poor and developed or developing and we have to borrow money every now and then from, from the international markets, from let the World Bank. Let me help you there if you are going into that. It's a disease already in us. I think we discussed this last time at the program. It's about <laughs> corruption. It's not that we do not have enough, but the managers are not managing it fine. Okay. When you entrust somebody to manage something for you and yeah. it's not doing the right thing, yeah. not following the, uh, the best uh, practices, mm-hmm. then you see that things will go wrong. So it's not that we do not have. We have even a large market. Yeah. We have a large market. We have political stability. We have free market economy. Uh-huh. We, everything even is, is very... The, the, 
the, the most important again is that we have a scaled and low cost labor. Mm. So even if you want to invest to go into um, into uh, production yourself, right. to be an entrepreneur, mm. it's better to go back home, mm. use the advantages that are so many there, mm. and you can be able to grow. Mm -hmm. The tax, there's what they call a pioneer status, uh, the tax uh, holiday, which yes. they have for seven years in Nigeria, especially. For, for those who are yeah, starting, who are starting something. something, start up business. Okay. They will have a tax holiday for seven years. Yes. So, but the thing is that understanding and having knowledge of the, the opportunities, yes. because we lack those knowledge. That is the problem we have. Mm. Some people do not so, know uh -huh. what uh, the advantages that are standing in front of them, uh -huh. but that is what they need to know before you start a business. Okay. Because there's a lot of things that we can do. So what I'm saying here is that those in um, uh -huh. in uh, a diaspora yeah. should not say that we do better than those at home. Okay. Yeah. Let me. I want to throw a question to our guest who just arrived, uh, Mr. Felix uh, Ikuagu. Welcome. Thank you very much. Was he uh, hoped he didn't struggle too much to uh, find his place? Yeah, I have to be one. I, I'm one. I was one on one on the field today. They said uh, it's good, red, uh -huh. Holland. That means uh, 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 light uh, is high. People have to be cautious. Yes, for driving. Okay, but quickly tell me, um, uh, tell us, do you think migrants in the diaspora are better positioned to create wealth than their home-based counterparts? Um, my answer to that is uh, no, and that is tentatively. Uh -huh. um, why do I say that? Uh, uh, first of all, uh, we have to understand what what wealth creation is. Uh -huh. Give uh -huh. us. We've defined a right, but give us your own uh -huh. one yes, yes. thirty seconds. <laughs> in thirty seconds, I will try to. I will try in thirty seconds. Uh, the secrets of wealth creation are not just about making money. Mm -hmm. It's also about knowing how to preserve it and make it grow. Um, in these difficult times with banks collapsing worldwide, stock yeah. exchanges plummeting and companies retrenching workers and mass, yes. you have to look after every penny you earn. Mm -hmm. You know, I've tried to co cover this specific uh, subject through, yeah. uh, uh, through the eye of an African in diaspora. Yes. And uh, so all you need is to be committed to success, mm -hmm. no matter where you are, and uh -huh. that is answering your question, uh -huh. no matter where you are, you have to be committed to success and uh, have that unwavering knowledge that yeah. there is enough money to go around. Okay. That, that is that Committed is to success. Yes. Uh, we, we, before we just work in, we're talking about how come we have a lot of, I mean, Africa is reputed to have, you know, a large reserve of, of untapped resources. So we are potentially rich people. So it, what's the problem with that? Is it that we are not committed to success? And that's why we keep on borrowing and borrowing money from overseas. Um, going from the viewpoint of uh, Africans in diaspora, mm -hmm. there's something I have to tell you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we in diaspora do not know our capability of or what we are worth. I have some analysis for you. Um, 15 years ago.
Sinatra with his music, old timer song. Gentlemen. Okay, Mr. Ikuagu, you were telling us about we were about to give some analysis or Absolutely. something. Go ahead. Um, thank you very much for the opportunity. Yes. Um, the, my viewpoint is um, why uh, some of our people do not understand that mm-hmm. um, the power they have in wealth creation, especially yeah. in the diaspora, is because uh, they are not aware of some certain issues. Mm, go ahead, tell us. First of all, they do not know their powers. They don't know. They don't know what they have. Yeah. You know, some analysis we've in, in Holland, using Netherlands as a, as a benchmark. Yes. Diaspora community, African diaspora in, uh, Africans in uh, diaspora here in Holland has been growing in mass. Yeah. Today we are about 3 to 4 percent of the Netherlands population. Yeah. And that is, that is uh, a statistic uh, that is uh, you can find easily from the city. Repeat that again, please. We're about three to four percent of the there of the uh, uh, Aspen community in Holland. Yes, the Africans. Yes, in total. Uh-huh. Um, and the, this statistic, you can find it from CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, now, these are registered migrants, mm-hmm. and as you know, yeah. the unregistered ones is also there. Mm-hmm. So you can be counting that we are. Uh, and when I say two to four percent, that means above half a million. You know, so. And Holland is uh, just a little bit under 17 million uh, people yes. registered. Right. So, so if you about, uh, so if you put those that are not registered, so you can, you can imagine we are going uh, up to one million uh, Africans in diaspora. That is a very strong block. Mm-hmm. That is number one. Number two, um, we, uh, uh, in my view, uh, we, uh, we Africans also have to learn how to market ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, if you do not put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let me just come in. I know you, you, you were passing some nice uh, principles or theories, uh, but the bottom line is that we have crunching poverty back home. Uh, whilst in the diaspora, we see opportunities to, to, to succeed, to, you know, to, to, to do something. And this disparity kind of gives concern. We want to, find, you know, we want to find kind of uh, uh, bridge a gap somehow. Uh, you know, the fact that we are here, does that make us, does that make us stronger in terms of our ability to create wealth? And if so, how can we do that? Now, these are some of the issues you want to bring out in this discussion. Okay. Uh, yes. If you if you can give me some money, let me let me finish what I'm okay. saying. Go ahead. That we are here, we have opportunities. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't say that we have more more better chances than them. Back home. So now, however, being here, if there are some also some analysis and statistics which I will tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the ability of Africans in diaspora here has gone a long way in the improvement of our, uh, uh, well, I mean, improvement of our economy back home. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, what they call repatriation of funds mm-hmm. from here. Right. So many countries are running almost uh, on the repatriation of funds from Africans in diaspora. Mm-hmm. And that means the money you send to your mother, the money you send to your father, the mm-hmm. businesses you send. That is number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is. Uh, 
A lot of us here, yes. what we can do, in my view, which we are not doing very well, is the repatriation of skills. Skills. Now, those skills that some of us have acquired here in diaspora can go a long way. And these are also part of wealth creation. Mm -hmm. Because if you repatriate your skill, mm -hmm. it goes back home to increase the primary and productivity of our different countries. Yes. So, in my view, um, especially in Holland, um, there is not enough platform yes. to discover those skills mm -hmm. and also channel it back home constructively. Why, why is that? Why is there not uh, enough uh, possibility to discover those skills? Well, that is uh, another question which we we'll can look, have to look into. We will have to look into why, right. <laughs> uh, because I have. You know, been able to travel around in the UK, in United States, mm -hmm. and even in France. Mm -hmm. There are there are platforms. I will give you an example. There is something they call global career. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, in UK, these are this is a typically an African platform mm -hmm. of HR, human resources. Right. We are the source African talents, mm -hmm. and when I talk talents, I mean on management level. Mm -hmm. We are the source African talents, and through this avenue, mm -hmm. they try to repatriate. Some of these talents yes. back home mm -hmm. to, you know, con conglomerates, big companies, name it, Coca-Cola, Caterpillar, mm -hmm. uh, GE. So these are the things that we are lacking in the, in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. To the best of my knowledge, mm -hmm. I have not seen it here yet. Wonderful. Okay. Well, 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 I guess we'll have to go in, in that, you know, in the subsequent, uh, you know, uh, discussion on this. But uh, to the, let me throw this general one. Um, do you think uh, one's environment is a positive, can be a positive factor in wealth creation? Uh, this is to the, you know, the yes. gentleman. Yeah. So okay. I think I'll quickly touch on the last question so uh -huh. I will be very clear and explicit. Yeah. Uh, if you're, if where you are, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a determinant of how, uh, whether you become. I want to say this, a wise man once says, he says, success is who you are. Success is who you are. It's not about where you are. And it's about who you are and not, not about where you are. About where you are. If you don't have uh -huh. it on the inside, you cannot see it on the outside. I like that. Huh? I thank, I thank my, my uh, co-panelists for the uh, uh, brief analysis he gave. And yes. It's important that uh -huh. wherever you are, both yeah. here and at home, uh -huh. you can, you can be wealthy and successful. As long as you do. Okay. Things that pertain to that, that said, yes. Um, and I, you know, permit me if I keep no. making reference to back home. We see a lot of need and lack there materially. Um, so what is missing then? Yeah. Why are we not? Uh, you say success or well-being, what it has to do with who you are, not yes. what you are. I just want to bring this to the fore. Uh -huh. You know, I, I don't want to be dragged into this because you know very well, uh -huh. civil rights activist and. Uh -huh. uh, if I begin to give my antecedent, you know the last uh, protest I went to organize at the embassy. Yeah. Uh, though many people were not uh, buoyant or strong enough to want to come, and I uh -huh. if I be the only lone voice in the wilderness, yeah, let it be. Let it be. And I went <laughs> and I made the statement, and it was very clear. Uh -huh. And the bedrock of the statement that was made is that bad leadership has cost us so much mm. back home. And leadership has failed us. And like lack of uh, proper accountability, yeah, not enforcement of accountability. Lack of transparency, See. insecurity See. in the polity mm. has 
made things like foreign direct investment to be a thing that uh, is not coming to Nigeria mm -hmm. and so much more. I don't want us to dive into the political side of this. Let's mm -hmm. let's uh, base it on the, the uh, Nigerians in the diaspora. Mm -hmm. uh, we go we always use this word the, uh, Nigerians in the diaspora. I want to make it clear that the definition of the word diaspora mm -hmm. connotes people that were forcefully evicted from their homeland. Mm -hmm. It was first used for the Jews. Right. And I know most of us in here as Nigerians, uh -huh. well, no we are forced. Forced. So no, we no, can no, say we are Nigerians living abroad. All right. Yeah, it's yeah. not that we were forced. So that should be clear. The thing here is that the only way your environment, like you, you being the diaspora, can influence your ability to create more wealth is because you are exposed to some things that mm -hmm. back at home are not privileged to. Like my brother uh, Gladys, I say exploitation of skills mm -hmm. is one key area. Yeah. But because of the leadership mm -hmm. at home uh, that is so bad, they don't know how to put these skills that their own uh, people have, there, the people abroad have, yes. to bring it back at home to benefit the economy. Right. Now, would you say because the leaders are not doing their part, we in the diaspora will not do our own part? No. Of course not. We have to form association. My proposal, uh, mm. proposition is yes. that we have to form association. Uh -huh. Form groups and clubs. Yes. And use that platform mm -hmm. to reach out to the leaders at home. Super. So speak as a single person. Mm -hmm. Nobody listens. Nobody listens. But as a group, as a group people will listen. Will, they will listen. And I do have some key, uh, maybe in subsequent discussion, mm -hmm. we bring out some key that viable business option to create wealth at home. And we're going to discuss them intensively because these are benefited countries like India, even uh, 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 Jamaica and some other places. Mm -hmm. I think time will not permit us to no. dive into that right no. now. Honestly, I think we need to go in the right direction. As sense com coming up, uh, you know, real intellectual thoughts and ideas and, 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 uh, uh, and contributions which will gear this discussion and take it far. And I believe that if we if we do well, you know, that discussion, I, I think it's it, it can go far, uh, you know. So I would, on this note, I would like to end the discussion, unfortunately, because time constraints. Uh, but I, I, I think you want to give a last word and yeah, then we can sign I, up. I, I want to advise uh, those in the diaspora uh, because um, one problem we have is that uh, we want to run business individually. Uh -huh. And uh, there's a uh, much opportunity when we collate our resources together. Mm -hmm. All multinationals grow because they, there's a, a group of people, stakeholders in the business. Mm -hmm. So when uh, what I'm saying is don't do things individually. You can be two, three, four people, collate your resources together, mm -hmm. go into investment, mm -hmm. and then you see that you will generate much more fund. Because when you, you get it, you build in, in that, then you get a, a, an independent management team that will manage it. But in everything we do, that is the problem we have. I want to be the director, I want to be the manager, I want to be the staff, I want to be a worker. Yes. The same company. Uh -huh. And it won't work very fine. Uh -huh. I want people to collect their resources yes. and think big, wow. think very small. So when you think big, you can become a multinational, you can grow bigger. Yeah? Thank you. Thank you Hey, gentlemen, uh, can you do it in 30 seconds? 30 seconds. Uh, yes, please, um, there is, you know, being, I can't end this uh, uh, discussion sure, sure. without, uh, on the last issue on the agenda, uh -huh. what are um, 
practical things. I think uh, let me let me maybe we'll go into it deeply but yeah. for the time being yeah. I want to, I just want to map out some issues. Okay. First of all, the questions I will ask every listener today is mm-hmm. for wealth creation. How and what are you doing to sell yourself? Uh-huh. Yes. Individually. Uh-huh. You know, once you sell yourself, put yourself out there, you know, we are products. People don't know that, that you don't know that you're a product. You can sell yourself mm, for maximum like that. profit. Nice. Mm. That is number one. Number two is how persistent and patient are you? Mm-hmm. Some people, somebody wants, people, some people want ad hoc profit mm. immediately. Yeah. But sometimes investment takes long time to manifest. Yeah. That is number two. Mm. Number three, you know, you have to have, mm. you have to be committed. Right. You have to have a long-term view. Uh-huh. You know, yes. so this long-term view also makes you to be able to. Then how are we bringing our talent pool together, professionals mm-hmm. yes. or unprofessionals? It doesn't matter any field you are. Mm-hmm. It's very important. All right, and uh, just the last one now. And the last one. Yes. The last one. We are in Holland. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it is very useful for you to be able to understand the culture and the language of where you're living. Uh-huh. It is to your own advantage. If you can delve into it, understand where you're living, yes. understand the people, yes. if possible, learn the language, yes. it will help you break a lot of barriers. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, gentlemen. You have you have made our day. Um, unfortunately, listeners, we didn't give you the chance to ask questions. Uh, thank you for the, thank the lady, we thank the lady who called earlier on. But we're going to get back, uh, also uh, the, the, the gentleman, we're going to get back to this topic to delve deeper. And hopefully our panelists will be back. Thank Thank you, gentlemen, for all being here. And we want to wish you a very, very wonderful morning. Please stick around. We're coming your way very soon with a very interesting uh, uh, profile of a pay setter. Thank you. Gentlemen, have a good day.
you enjoy that nice reggae reggae song. We um, and I hope also you enjoy the preceding program. And so for the remainder of the time we have with you, we will be treating you to some good music before we say bye bye. So just sit back behind your desk or wherever you may be and enjoy this music.
Okay, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much for your company. And I want to wish you well. Until next time when we come your way. Yes, 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 yes. Have a very wonderful working week. Be successful and God is with you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Ça circule par internet, ça circule.